Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Let's Have Tea. I'm your host, Rebecca. This is a place that you can meet up with some friends to grow in God's Word. It's a place to slow down in life. A place that you can soak in God's presence while you sip on your hot cup of coffee, hot glass of tea, or even a glass of Coke. But why tea? Why did I choose Let's Have Tea? Think about a tea bag. If you're making tea and the longer you leave that tea bag in that hot water, the stronger it's going to get. God's Word tells us in Psalms 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. The longer we remain in His Word, the longer we remain in His presence, the stronger we are going to get. So join us as we go through each day just learning about God, learning more of His Word and more more of His character and just stepping out in faith and taking Him at His Word. Hey, hey friends, it's Rebecca with Let's Have Tea. I'm so glad you joined us today. Today is June the 10th. 2020. This is episode number 14. And today it's Wednesday in the Word. We're going to be reading from Psalm 15. This is the New King James Version that I'll be reading from. And it's a Psalm of David. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised. But he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own heart and does not change. He, does, he who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. So David's question here is, I think a question that we have all at one point asked ourselves. Maybe someone in our family or someone we meet has asked us that. Who can go before God? Am I good enough? Am I clean enough? Have I, have I, you know, asked for forgiveness of all of my sins? Did I forget a sin? You know, did I forget that time when I was five years old that I, I was in the gas station with, you know, with my mom and she was paying for the gas and I, I wanted this piece of gum. So I stuck it in my pocket. Did I, did I, did I, did I ask for forgiveness for that? You know, we want to make sure our heart is pure, that our heart is clean, that our our hands are clean. So who can come before God into his presence? And I, as I was reading this, and I think of going before a judge. My aunt and uncle, actually it's my uncle, uh, him and his wife, after 40-something, I think 44 years of marriage, they got a divorce. And my uncle 
actually it's my great uncle. He asked me, he said, well, can you be a witness? I, I need, you know, a witness to go with me. And I thought, well, I, yeah, I, I guess. So I show up at the courthouse, you know, the date and the time that he told me and in this courtroom and, you know, his, um, the, the woman that he has been married to since, I mean, he was, they got, they were teenagers and, you know, she's sitting on the other side and, and we're over on this side and, and I'm just thinking, this is, this is weird. And they call the, the, whoever it is, the bailiff or whatever calls, um, my aunt and uncle to come forward and they ask, you know, do you have a witness with you? Might not have been a witness. I can't remember what the, that's, oh, TJ was little. Well, he was probably, I don't know, eight or 10 and he's fixing to be 28. So it, it's been a couple of years ago, but so I don't really remember the exact term they use, but they ask my uncle, you know, do you have someone here with you? And told them my name, so they called me forth, and I had to raise my right hand, put my left hand on this Bible to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God, and I'm just like, oh, this just got real, and they asked me, you know, some questions, and yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, you know, I was, I was answering them, you know, truthfully, which, I mean, it was nothing bad, um, you know, have they been apart for at least six months or a year, whatever it was. I don't even remember. Um, and then the question that really stopped me in my tracks was, can you testify that they have been married since whatever year it was? And I looked at the judge, you know, and I, and I remember, I mean, I just put my hand on the Bible to, to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And I've only, only know what I've been told. You know, I was told that they got married on such and such date and, you know, in this year and, and, and I'm thinking, well, what if they lied to me? What if they really didn't get married? And I'm about to testify to something that's not true and so I looked at the judge and just I mean just pureness of heart I said sir I wasn't born until 1970 and they got married I, I want to say it was in the 60s I said so I wasn't around when they got married. I wasn't even born yet. And I said, and in fact, he didn't become my uncle or my great uncle until I was seven years old when my daddy married his niece. I said, so I can say yes, but I don't know that for sure. And the judge he was trying to hold it together because I'm, I guess most people, you know, they just, yes, yes. But 
it just really, that moment, it, I mean, it just, you know, are you telling me the truth? Well, that's what I've been told. So, you know, what have you been told? I, I read a quote. Let's see if I can find it. It says, I think more damage has been done to the church and its work by gossip, criticism, and slander than by any other single sin. So I say, don't do it. Bite your tongue before you criticize another Christian. So that's going to lead us into verse, actually it's verse 3. But talking about this, if someone has been hurt in church, someone has been maybe taken advantage of by a pastor or a leader, Sunday school teacher, what, whatever, you know, someone or just maybe someone else in the church and they physically abused them, mentally abused them. How, you know, or mentally hurt them, physically hurt them, whatever, you know, however um, that hurt was brought forth. But think of this, just the scenario. At, say, um, I'm telling my hairdresser, and, uh, you know, she's doing my hair, I'm sitting in the chair, and, oh, well, where do y'all go to church? And then I say, well, we don't go to church because I was hurt in the church when I was in seventh grade and I, I refused to go back. So what is that telling her? Maybe she is looking for a church. Maybe she is looking, you know, to strengthen or develop a relationship with the Lord. And I'm I'm telling I'm filling her ear with you don't want to get in the church you that there it's just a bunch of hypocrites it's a bunch of people that hurt your feelings that hurt you physically this and this happened and I will not go back into a church so what in this then the you know just just for example the lady doing my hair she's been interested she's you know. I want to. I want to get to know the Lord. I want to um, ask different clients that come through my, you know, my salon every day. I want to ask them. Well, where do you go to church? What, what, um, what is it that y'all believe in? Do you believe the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation? Do you believe parts of? You know, what is it? I'm. I'm looking for my place. But then all of a sudden, we're telling her that. And she's never been in church. Will she feel like, ooh, I, I, that's not a place I want to go to. So, back to verse 1. David is saying, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? The definition of abide is to remain. But if, if you look the word up, it can also mean to continue with an attitude. I can have an attitude of, I'm not going back to church. All churches are the same. All preachers are the same. All Sunday school, you know, on and on and on. And that's going to 
just like that quote I read, that's going to do damage to the church. Even though that lady or whoever you're telling this to hasn't been affected by the same thing that hurt you. So verse 2. So David is saying, verse 1, Who may dwell in your holy hill? Verse 2 says, He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. Well, I think of Matthew. It's in Matthew 12, 34. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what is our heart speaking? You know, are we speaking? Are we spewing hurt? Because, you know, we've harbored that in our heart. And now, you know, since this innocent lady that's trying to, you know, cut or color or whatever our hair and just ask one simple question, where do you go to church? And then you just spewed, you know, all of this hurt that's been in your heart because you haven't, you haven't gotten over that. And it's affecting her, even though she's never stepped foot in the church. And maybe this happened, you know, say this happened in your seventh grade, you know, 12, 13 years old, but now you're 45 years old. And so because of, you know, one incident that has kept you from church or your relationship with the Lord, and now you're spreading your heart, you know, to someone else. But who may dwell in your holy hill? Who may who may abide? Who may remain in your presence? Those who walk rightly, works righteousness, and speaks the truth in his heart. Yeah, we're going to have heart. We're going to have stumbling blocks that... Uh, but don't damage the church by something that has taken place. We had an incident uh, last year, last summer, and it was about 15 people that quit coming to, to the church that uh, my, my husband pastor is at because we, we had something going on in the fellowship hall. There was a... a a shower, a wedding shower that was taking place that day. And we had used a Sunday school room to have punch and cake. Well, every time we would go to the post office or, you know, to the store, any of the stores right here in our little town, and it's a very small town, that was what they wanted to know. Um, well, I heard so-and-so left because y'all were eating in the church. And it's like, what? Yeah, y'all were eating in the church. Well, what do you mean? Well, y'all had cake and punt. Well, you don't you didn't hear the whole story. You know, let me tell you why we did that. Um but we speak the truth in our heart. So there was, you know, there was some issues there. Uh verse three He who does not backbite with his tongue nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up reproach against his friend. 
So this is where we, you know, this um, this man is saying, I think more damage has been done to the church by it, by its work of gossip, criticism, and slander. And sometimes we just got to bite our tongue because something that may have happened to us, the person that we are witnessing to or um, this innocent person that's, you know, my hairdresser that asked me, well, where do y'all go to church? And I've just spewed all this hurt out because it 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 that's what's in my heart and that's going to hinder them well, I don't I don't I don't want to do that sometimes we just have to bite our tongue and if we don't know you know if we don't attend a church you know well we're not in church right now you know I'll be praying that you can find a place you know, I have some friends, they go to this church or, you know, a family member goes to that church. What area do you live in? Is there a particular denomination that you're looking for? You know, what is it you just, are you wanting just to connect with uh, people your age? Um, we don't want to rob people of being in God's presence for something that happened to us personally and you want to speak truth but sometimes you know when there's things that's that was done to us that affected us you know that's keeping us out of a out of church sometimes we just need to bite our tongue and you know and not be a stumbling block for that person that is actually just ask us a simple question you know, maybe they don't know us that well that, you know, oh, well, they don't go to church. So, um, in in whose eyes a vile person is despised, this is verse 4, but he who honors those who fear the Lord, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. Friend, I don't know maybe what you're going through or what, um, if you, th if, if I go back to the word abide and it's one of the meanings is to continue with an attitude. If maybe something has happened and, um, well, I, I, you know, when I was, 21 years old or 20 years old or whatever, I robbed a bank and, you know, I spent time in prison and, and now I'm, 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 I'm clean and I, I'm not, I don't, I don't rob banks or, you know, whatever, but I feel like I can't come to church because of that. You know, my first question to, you know, to that person, when I get questions like that is, did you, have you asked for forgiveness? Have you asked God to forgive you of that? You know, and they would, well, do you think he'll forgive me? Well, if you ask him, he will. And, but they think that, okay, well, I did ask him, but I still feel like I can't come into his presence. I can't go into that tabernacle. I can't go into that church. The definition of tabernacle is a meeting place, you know, for the Lord. And yes, the tabernacle should be a holy place. And, so many times we hold on to those things that we did before Jesus come into our heart, before we gave our life to Jesus. And, but then when we give our life to, to the Lord, 
we may have repented of everything that we could remember, that we could think of, that, you know, that piece of gum we stuck in our pocket or the pen that we took from the bank last week when we went through the drive through and, you know, then you get to the next place or you're making out your check uh, for your tithe in church and you're like, oh my gosh, here I am give, make, writing a check out to the Lord and I stole this pen from the bank. You know, we, we've been um, studying First John on Wednesday nights and first John one nine it talks about he forgives our sins and and uh, um, let me see if I can find it real quick all unrighteousness I believe is the word that it uses and that means those sins that we may not even be aware of you know the piece of gum at at five years old or three years old the pen from the bank the um you're at a friend's house having a barbecue or whatever, and you leave with one of their glasses because you had just got a glass of tea or Coke or something to drink, and you walk out of the house with it because that's what you do at your house. And then you're, oh, my gosh, you know, I have my friend's glass, and I didn't mean to do that. Not that you're stealing, but it's not yours. Um, you know, it's the little things like that. But so many times we want to hold on to the... The, the devil wants to keep us bound with that sin. Even though we have asked forgiveness, we have purged that from our heart. But he wants to remind us, you can't go in the church because do you remember what you've done in, in 1982 or 2012? Do you remember that? You remember that, don't you? And then that's what you start focusing on. And... That will keep someone out of God's presence. Um, I just, uh, this Psalms, when I was just flipping through my Bible, I was just drawn to it. And I know I got off track a, a bit, um, but you can come into God's presence. You can be clean enough because the blood of Jesus covers all the sins. All the sins. David has in mind that those that live in God's presence are those who walks in close fellowship with God. Because the heart, mind, and life are all in step with the heart, mind, and the life of God. Will we be received as a guest of God? What is our character? Are we walking uprightly? We do works of righteousness? Do we speak the truth from our heart? How are we approaching God? How are we coming into his presence? Are we coming into his presence with a thankful heart? Father, I thank you for, for just being uh, just my life. And if you feel like there is something you know, that 
you feel, you feel, God, I want to, I want to look up at, at the heavens during this time of prayer, but for some reason I'm feeling shame. For some reason I'm feeling guilt or doubt. Pour out your heart. That's that time that you can just, if you can go to the altar or if you might be at your house. You're driving down the road. You may be at your office, wherever it is, when you feel that overwhelming desire. Just open up your heart and, and, and just receive forgiveness. Receive that grace. Let God's love wash over you and cleanse you from wrong thinking I go back to the word abide, that attitude that we've had. We're not good enough. God could never, they say he'll forgive you, but do you really think that? You know, that attitude that has kept us locked away from fully entering into God's presence. The attitude of someone Asking a simple question, hey, where do you go to church? And then they, they just spew the hatred and the, the hurt, the bitterness, the brokenness from their heart. We can't, we can't continue to do that because that is, that is breaking God's heart. We're going to go through misunderstandings. We're going to go through hurts. I'm sorry if, if a, a pastor or a leader in the church has physically hurt you. And... I pray that if if that is what happened and and you um it it's almost like maybe you're doing everything, you know, well, I wouldn't go there because this happened. And God's not the one that did that. God is a healer. God is a nurturer. He is he loves you. He is your father. And why, why that person did that to you, I, I don't know. But my husband and I, we've been through things. We, we got blamed for a, an entire church split. It was, it was Tony and Becky Moran's fault that they ran the preacher off. And we're just, we're looking around like, what? I mean, we had all, half of the church looking at us like, you traitor. How could you? He was a good man. His family. He had a daughter. A little girl. How how could y'all do this? We walked in that guilt and that shame for something we didn't even do. And it took it took us probably a year to overcome that. And and that was back in the mid to well, early 2000s. So, 15, almost 20 years later, 
we still have a handful of people if we if we run into them in the grocery store at Walmart or wherever and they'll just look at us like how dare you and I have to remind myself Lord you know what happened that I that was not us we were the ones cheering for this pastor and his family on the sidelines we we did whatever we could for this for this family but yet someone was bitter or angry or jealous whatever the situation was goes back to the quote Let's see if i can find it i think more damage has been done to the church and its work by gossip criticism and slander than by any other single sin. So I say, don't do it. Bite your tongue before you criticize another Christian. That, that, that incident kept us out of church for about a year. Maybe, maybe not a year, but it was a good six months. And my husband, that was bef- he had been preaching before. He was not preaching at that time. We were just attending a church. And for a long time, you know, a couple of years, you know, I don't I don't want no part of that. People are mean. They will stir up stuff. They will start stuff. They will lie. And just like the slander that Tony and I got labeled with, that was not us. Hurt people hurt people. So if they're hurting, they want you to hurt right along with them. But whole people, healed people, healthy people help other people to become healthy. So, who can come before God into His presence? I can. You can. And if you're, you're still not, well, how do I know? Talk to God about it. Open up your heart to Him. Share what is bothering you. Because we... We want to be in fellowship with the Lord. We don't want anything. You know, it would be like going to a family reunion or to your your parents' house or to the in-laws, you know, for a, for Christmas or, you know, whatever holiday. And there's someone, you know, that you know you're going to come across and they're going to they're going to say something or they're going to Well, do you remember that time? No, I, I I wish I did not remember that time. You know, I've I've we've went through that. We've we've received healing through that. We've received counsel through that. That is in our past. But for some, they don't want to let it go. So you don't want to be in the presence of that family because you know that person's there. So if you look at it. 
because this happened, I can't go into God's presence. Yes, you can. The blood of Jesus can cleanse you from anything. But so many times we have the mindset, but you don't understand. I did this. This is what I did. And what we're saying is the blood of Jesus isn't that powerful to cleanse me from that. And that's calling, that's calling God a liar. So whatever is holding you back from coming into God's presence. Maybe you've asked for, for forgiveness, but it's still something that, that's just a hang-up with you in the back of your mind. And every time you try to, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to go to church. We're coming out of this, this quarantine with this pandemic, and... You know, you've had time to think, maybe watching some sermons on social media, and I want a church family. I, I love hearing this certain preacher, and, and I just want to go to, to their church and, and, and just connect with them because it seems like he understood me. But that, that veil of what you've done 20 years ago is ringing in the back of your mind. Ask God, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with, and I need, I need you to help me to know that I know that I know that I am forgiven for that. Because I, we want to be able to fully come into his presence. I hope I pulled all this together. I, I've, I've got a couple of notes, but... Um, I just could have went nine million different ways. But I pray that something out of this um, this podcast has has made sense and and maybe um, triggered something that no matter what you can you can go to God and say, Father, forgive me. Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm struggling with. So, the character of those who may dwell with the Lord. We want to have that, that character. We want to be, we want to hear, come on in. Come on. You know, Holy, Holy Spirit is whispering in your ear. Just, just go to the Father. He loves you. So I hope you have enjoyed this Wednesday in the Word. And until next time, let's have tea.